listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Wong. Hey, everybody. It's Earth Oddity Podcast. Again. Again. Thanks for listening. I'm John. This is Tiny. Hello. And we're here to do a podcast. We are. It seems like it hasn't. Well, I mean, I guess it's been three days, but even the three days since you were here last seems like yeah. a very. We've resurrected short of the time. podcast <laughs> in three days. <laughs> <laughs> we died and married for Thanksgiving and rose again. Yeah. All right. That's, that's borderline bad. Shouldn't make those jokes. Uh, yeah. It's only been three days. I, only thing I know that's happened is both of us have gotten frustrated about Christmas decorations. <laughs> I was just fixing the ass. You get all your Christmas decorations up. Somewhat. Okay. Somewhat. Deidre wants to get a couple of wreaths to put up on the windows on the top of the house. Got to have wreaths. Yeah. Do we, though? Yeah. Like, they always fall off. <laughs> every year we put them up there, every year they fall off. So I don't know what we're going to do with that. But, yes, that's been a... Uh, it's been good to get into the holiday spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All the things that are important in Christmas, which is making everybody's life a living hell while we decorate. <laughs> <laughs> I hate decorating. Me too. We have a listener, Todd, who I think has a business where he goes and decorates like wherever it is he lives. I'm friends with him on Facebook. And, uh, and I'm like, that's a great business. Well, I might pay for that. He wouldn't have a good time here because yeah. if those decorations aren't perfect, oh yeah, Tara's got something to say. That's what we were talking earlier. <laughs> yes, it's almost like they expect Southern Living Magazine to knock on the door <laughs> and inspect our house and then go, "Oh, you know, I can see the wires for the Christmas lights in your tree, and that's points off or whatever." I think there is a direct correlation to how well your house does on his decoration yeah uh what am i like judging or whatever sure to like how good santa claus is when he comes on <laughs> christmas eve <laughs> that could be it yeah maybe that's it they don't uh, want to get coal in their stockings sure. they're lularoe stockings <laughs> <laughs> livy had all right so the boys were like hey what do y'all want for christmas both of them were like i don't you know nothing you know, because they're, <laughs> yes. they're teenagers at that age where they don't really, there's no toys they really want or anything. But Libby comes up with a 30 like item list. Mm-hmm. And the rule has always been in our house number one, we spend the same amount on kids, but all the kids are going to get three gifts. That's it. We don't get you a bunch of gifts. Jesus only got three gifts. You think you're better than Jesus? <laughs> That's what we tell them all. All right. Because yeah. number one, we don't want to spend a lot of money. We're cheap people. <laughs> and number two, like Christmas ain't about presents, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm not as fundamental as a lot of my church brethren, but I do believe let's, if we're celebrating a holiday for the birth of the savior, we might want to make that our number one focus, you know, right. not, am I going to get Lululemon tights and everything else? So, and then be super, super sold up and sad if oh, yeah. I don't. Yeah. She's already mad because I was already like, why don't you narrow these down? Let's put them in ranked order <laughs> you know, of what you want. My, when I was a kid, when I got to be a teenager, I got to the point where I would ask for one thing, and that would be like my way to guarantee I got that one exactly. thing I really, really yes, wanted. Right. 
Yeah. I mean, I never had a problem asking for stuff. And my parents were always very generous at Christmas time for mm-hmm. me. Um, much more so than I am for my kids. Of course, I was the only one that had left. <laughs> I got three of them to spend on. So it's a lot more expensive. Well, I had I come from a broken home, so yeah. I had two Christmases. Sure, that's the advantage, I guess. <laughs> that well, we talked about this on the show, but that's the one good thing, right? About your parents splitting up. Like, sure. yes, it's going to be a, a big adjustment. You're probably going to spend a lot of money in psychiatrist fees, sorting yeah. all that out later. Therapy, all everything. But the one good thing is you're going to get two Christmases <laughs> and you're going to get two birthdays. <laughs> But so, but Livy uh, recently has announced that she's popular. You know, like I dropped her off at I drop her off at school every day, mm-hmm. and so all the pickup girls are always like, "Hey, Libby," you know, like they all talk to her when she gets out of the truck. And so I was giving her a hard time. I was like, "These are your this your we're about to see your, your fan groupies. club, <laughs> yeah," you know. And she was like, "Well, Dad, I'm I'm popular, and you wouldn't know about that." <laughs> Oh, how many subscribers do you have to your podcast, Libby? I didn't even talk about that. I was like, okay. I, I was like, you don't think I was popular? And she was like, well, I don't think you were popular. I was like, I'm popular. <laughs> I was like, okay, fair enough. And so when she got home, I drug out my yearbook. It yeah. was like, let's see how old dad used to do in high school. You know? I was like, I was way more popular than you. <laughs> I didn't even get into the fact that I have a podcast and we have people who listen to it and everything. I'll bring that up to her. We get official correspondence from PETA. But apparently all of Libby's friends are getting a million gifts for Christmas. So they claim to her. She was showing me text messages. We're like, oh, yeah, my mom's getting me this and this and this and this. And I was like. You're going to have to explain to all those people that our family does not work that way. Like, we believe in the true reason of the season. Yeah, we, that's right. <laughs> Wise men still seek him, Libby. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so she's she's really upset about it. Because on Christmas morning, she's not going to be the popular girl mm-hmm. showing everybody everything she's got. She's going to be there with her three little crappy gifts that we get her. <laughs> Well, let me ask this. How do all these stuck-up little brats know that their mom's going to get them? Like, I, when I was a kid, yeah. Christmas, I mean, you hoped that you were going to get right. stuff. But exactly. But you were guaranteed nothing. Right. No, it's, I agree. It's like, it's like God's grace. You are guaranteed nothing in this life. <laughs> God just graciously gives <laughs> us good things. It, the best gift, honestly, we could all ask for. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think people... I don't think families work like how they used to. Mm-hmm. I, I, my mind to a these degree, days, kids just they write out a list and it's like a shopping list. Yeah, they just exactly. expect their parents to get it all. That's what I think. Huh? I, I, I don't know. So, anyways, Libby's going to be real upset. Dieter's <laughs> already wanting to bend the policy because she's like, <laughs> she the, she only, the baby. So, well, the only person Dieter is like hard on is me. You know, (laughs) her babies can do whatever they want to do whenever they want it. All they got to do is say one little thing. She's like, well, okay. You know, (laughs) and I'm the only one she has no problem saying no to. Yeah. I don't like that, by the way. (laughs) It bothers me. But she was already like, well, well, maybe we get the kids three gifts from us and then we get three gifts from Santa and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no. We've uh -uh. never done that before. So we can't go change it now. (laughs) If we were going to do that, we should have done that when they were little, 
Yeah. And those six gifts would have been action figures. It's sure. stuff affordable, right? You exactly. can't wait until they're teenagers and do <laughs> of that. Of course, Levy's asking for Apple Watches. <laughs> now, Hudson did ask for a laptop. Hudson was like, I would like a laptop, mm-hmm. which I was like, well, we have two already. He's like, well, I want one that's just mine. And I'm like, <laughs> I wonder what, what are you going to be doing with that? <laughs> One laptop with Net Nanny software pre installed coming right up. (laughs) (laughs) But he was like, that's all I want. And I was like, well, what are you, what are you wanting this laptop for? Mm -hmm. You know, I was like, explain to me what are you wanting to edit videos and stuff? Start a YouTube channel? Yeah, whatever, something like that. I need to know if I'm going to be looking for one, like what kind of specs we want in it and all that. Because you can get a laptop for pretty cheap now. Oh, I was about to say, if all you're doing is surfing the net yeah. and doing email, which, I mean, why would you want a computer for that these days anyway? But yeah. I'm just saying, you can get a laptop for super cheap, right. but you better not be trying to edit video on it or yeah, do right. any like sound processing with it. Well, and that's the thing. He started playing guitar, you know, mm-hmm. like teaching himself guitar more and more. He's actually doing pretty well with it. I've been very impressed. I haven't helped him hardly any at all. Um, so I didn't know if he was wanting to try to do some sort of music thing or whatever. I don't know. And he was like, no, I just wanted to goof off on. I was like, okay, (laughs) all right. I get what you're saying. Make sure you get one with a 15 inch screen. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And Thomas is like, just give me money. You know, he's like, whatever you're going to spend on everybody, just give that to me in cash. I was like, all right, fair enough. You know, I'll spend it on his girlfriend. I guess so. He's an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) She came over Saturday, too. I was like, quit inviting people over with their stuff going on that I want to do. You know, (laughs) it's like you invite her over on my birthday. You invite her over during the Iron Bowl. I don't want to be around your girlfriend (laughs) (laughs) during those times. Well, now, I don't know about Thomas's, you know, situation, but there's a possibility she might be around an awful lot. Well, I, I don't. We've had a couple of long term talks, you know, like because they've been dating six months. Uh-huh. And I was like, so what? I mean, you think this is somebody that's going to be around for forever? And he was like, well, potentially. He's like still pretty early on. He's very measured about all that because mm-hmm. she wants to move off to go to college, you know, like. I mean, not move off, off, but like UAB, somewhere like that. And he wants to stay at home. He wants to go to Bama and live at the house Mm -hmm. to save money. I'm all for that. I mean, uh, you go to the best school in the in the United States. People talk Harvard and Alabama, and you get to live at home. Right, it's the perfect plan. Yes, I'm hoping that'll be what he can do. But we've always said, and he said, you know, wherever pays him the most to go to school will be where he goes to school. Right, but he don't want to really leave the state or Mm -hmm. anything. So hopefully that'll all work out. And so he's like, you know, it may end there, you know, like we might be just be forced by geography not to be there, be together or anything. He's like, I don't know. You know, I was like, okay, well, good. Just be, you know, you need to be thinking long term. You know, you're wasting all your time here in your prime when you can lock down another one. (laughs) Uh, You don't want to be just for this girl yeah mm-hmm. but she's i love jesse she's a great girl I don't you just don't want her around on your birthday and when alabama's playing right when things are important <laughs> <laughs> she hasn't made it to that level yet right you know she doesn't need to hear dad 
maybe holler a cuss word when there's a fumble. <laughs> you you know? got to earn that. Yeah, you got to <laughs> you got to understand dad a little better before you get into that world. So, yeah. Huh. But anyways, let's talk about news. Let's do it. So I got a Kanye story. Nice. Kanye's been in the news lately. Can't stop himself. We're going to talk about genetically modified tobacco. And we're going to talk about a uh, marriage annulment that went awry. Okay. I have a story about Dayton Boots and the company store. I have a story about rats eating cannabis. But I was going to start with this one. Freedom Convoy 2.0 being planned for February 2023. All right. (laughs) Now, is this Canadians? Yes. Okay. All right. I, I thought. There was a Freedom Convoy in the U.S., but it wasn't anything like in Canada. Right. Yeah. Which, I mean, I I feel like our COVID restrictions weren't anything like they were in Canada. Oh, yeah, absolutely not. So, yeah. But an organizer of the Freedom Convoy says that he's planning a reunion in Ottawa in February. So, I guess this is more of a a, a celebration. Yeah, let's just get back together. Let's remember what we did. Sure. (laughs) We honked our horns. (laughs) James Bodder, the founder of Canada Unity, a group that called for an end to all vaccine mandates, posted on Facebook calling for a Freedom Convoy 2.0 February 17th through the 21st. So at least they have like an end date on it this time. Yeah. I'm assuming, what is that? Is that a weekend? They learned last time. They don't (laughs) want all their money to get seized again. Guys, let's just just have a few days together, reminisce about the old times. (laughs) The old times. (laughs) Uh, bookmark these dates, Balder said in the post. Freedom Convoy reunion theme will be the Olive Branch edition. Oh, the Olive so Branch. So it sounds to me like this is more just uh, let's get the band back together sure. and reminisce. Let's just hang out for a while. Yeah. He was arrested February 20th in Ottawa as police cleared the occupation, which gridlocked the city's downtown for three weeks. Three weeks. That's a long time. It is a very long time. You know it was horrible if you lived there. (laughs) Yes. You hated the truckers. Well, which I don't remember what cities it were, but I think some provinces did roll back some of the restrictions, I thought. Yeah, so... I mean, if, if you have a protest like that and it's successful, I would say. But yeah, well, yeah, that's what protest is for, right? To yeah, get change. Yeah. Uh, he is facing charges of mischief to obstruct property, disobeying a lawful order, and obstructing a peace officer. He was released under a condition not to return to downtown Ottawa. Now here he is on Facebook planning a, a reunion tour. <laughs> I love when they like uh, or let somebody out of jail, and one of the conditions is don't ever come back here. You know, <laughs> yeah. that's one of my favorite things. Just, just get out of here. We don't want to see you anymore. Yeah, his Facebook post about the Freedom Convoy 2.0 plans plans call for a two week Canada Unity Festival in February. The simple fact is we can't have unity without reconciliation, which has come to form we the people and not from our government, he wrote. Let's be grown-ups and start addressing the root of division, discrimination, and segregation in Canada by changing our focus away from division to that one to that one word unity. An Ottawa police spokesperson said the service is unaware of his Facebook post. Quote, the Ottawa Police Service is aware of information posted to social media channels, the spokesperson said in an email. The Ottawa police continually monitor for upcoming events, protests, and demonstrations that may impact the city. One identified, Once identified, we plan accordingly in a collaborative manner 
with our city partners and other agencies. So no, nothing there. I mean, that's yeah. what they would say to anything. He he was among the convoy organizers who testified earlier this month at the commission investigating the, de- the government's decision to invoke the Emergencies Act in response to the Ottawa occupation and blockades at the U.S. border. In October 2021, before the convoy protest took over downtown Ottawa, he staged a much smaller protest called the Convoy for Freedom. The fewer than 100 protesters flouted public health rules in stores and restaurants and planned to blockade streets in front of the prime minister and governor general's residences. He told the commission that he delivered a memorandum of understanding to the Senate and the governor general on that trip. His hope is that they would agree to work with his group to overthrow COVID-19 measures and ask the prime minister to step down for committing treason and crimes against humanity. That sounds a little bit... Treason's a bit much. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. If you're hoping he's going to work with you, yeah. you probably need to ease off the treason talk. Well, and also, you might want to not put it like crimes against humanity either. Right. You know? Like, let's just soften that up a bit. Yes. Yeah. I'm sure there's there's many words in the English language, I'm sure, in the French language for that matter. Sure, yeah. You can probably get a better response to someone working with your group than if you don't <laughs> come out guns blazing, both <laughs> barrels. I like his moxie, though. <laughs> he later withdrew the memorandum on February 8th. Uh, He also told an Ottawa courtroom last month that he planned to apply to change the venue for his criminal trial. A one-day hearing to hear that application was scheduled for February 3rd, 2023. So that's just right before his Freedom Convoy 2.0. Right. So, well, sounds like this guy just likes to be in the news. Are you going to attend? Uh, no, nah, it's a little too far away for me to drive. <laughs> if I, missed, I mean, I missed the first one, you know. Sure. It's like, uh, people only talk about that first Woodstock, yeah, right? right? Well, Woodstock 94, all the other I'll ones. i say 99 made a name for itself, right? <laughs> Isn't that where it went nuts and everybody yes. broke every Fred Durst made everybody break everything? They yeah. made a uh, Netflix documentary oh, about really? it, didn't they? I think they did. Huh. I'd like to watch that. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's still there. So that was like, that was in the square smack dab middle of our youth. Yeah. You know? So I'm sure there'd be a lot of nostalgia about from watching it. But oh well. This dude, it sounds like he just likes to cause a little trouble. <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. Like you're waiting for your court date. Just keep your head down. Don't, don't have a Freedom Convoy 2.0 electric boogaloo. Well, he says this one is all about unity and reconciliation. Sure. But I feel like the <laughs> kind of the audience for the freedom <laughs> protest, I don't know if they're all going to be down. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> with reconciliation. They they may show up with other plans. <laughs> exactly. uh, we're going to lock this thing down for three weeks, and now you're in trouble again. <laughs> How crazy if he was doing this to try to look good yeah. for the court. And, but then he gets there, yeah. and it's just. It's just the opposite happens. (laughs) Well, I just, I don't know. I felt like when it, of course, I don't know a whole lot about the Freedom Convoy, but it felt like the government dealt with them pretty harshly for a protest. But I'm sure they weren't doing anything to make themselves uh, friendly or whatever. Yeah, when you start like freezing people's bank accounts, I feel like that seems a bit much. I, I think that's a step too far. Now, 
you just I guess to give the devil his due, they let this go on for three weeks before they right. were like, we got to do something. Well, I that always, said, I still think that's a step too far. Could the cops just not go out there and arrest them? Well, how do you arrest? I don't know. 2,000 people. One by one. One at a time. One at a time. Same way you eat an elephant one bite at a time. Yes. I mean, you get a few of them, and there's going to be a few drop off that are like, well, this ain't, I don't want to go to jail. I was just out here honking my horn, Mm -hmm. you know, and they'll leave. And sooner or later, the problem solves itself, right? Well, I was not there. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know. I, a whole I have lot no about idea, it. but I was under the impression that it was just so many people. Yeah, that they just had they had their hands full. There wasn't really much they could do. I mean, I'm just. What are you going to do? If and here's the thing: you arrest the trucker. Well, now you got to tow. You got to get yeah. a big old wrecker out there to tow sure. his truck. Right. And then once you get that, you just I guess you go down then the line. Charge him impound fees until he one. gets out. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's. But if I don't there's, know. but if there's like I don't know, what was it three, two hundred, three hundred trucks? Yeah, that's that's going to be. It's going to take you three weeks. What do you think if your mom rallied up all her trucker friends <laughs> and we headed up to DC? I would be terrified <laughs> if my mama rounded up all her trucker friends. Nothing good is going to come of that, <laughs> and we. We locked down the Capitol with our trucks, just like they did. You should stop using the word we. <laughs> no, we would go with it. You need to say You were talking they. about what great podcast material that would be if we went and locked down the, the truck with Tiny's mom and what her truck What would we be protesting? Whatever. War yeah. on Christmas? Yeah, the war on Christmas. <laughs> we're going to lock down D.C. because they won't say Merry Christmas. Sure. Yes. We're, we're against... Uh, we're against... Uh, we're against gender, new, gender neutral Santa. <laughs> we're against solstice. <laughs> but what do you think the United States government would do? Oh, there's no telling. They would, I think, start arresting you. Probably, be yes. like, We're going to tell you trucks. We're going to arrest you, and we'll arrest every one of you until we're done. Mm-hmm. I don't think they would go, you know what? Can't use your bank account anymore because, you know, we got a constitution and all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But maybe they would. Also, uh, like, I mean, I feel that's like. That's what all this digital currency is going to get all y'all. <laughs> y'all don't know. But when you got your digital wallet on here, the government is going to be like, oh, sorry, can't use that anymore. You don't like gender neutral Santa. You can't buy groceries. Well, now they can do that. With a government-issued central bank sure. digital currency. Yeah. You're absolutely right. That's what they're going to. They can't do that with Bitcoin. That's what they're going to. I saw ooh, I saw that our buddy from FTX. Uh, oh, well, Sam Bankman-Fried? Yeah. They gave like, what was it, $12 million to this bank in the middle of nowhere. And it was like a little, it was just like a cinder block building on the end of the road. Huh. And it was a bank that had like three employees. What was it for? It's the laundering money for the CIA. (laughs) Okay. It's clearly laundering money for the CIA. Last I heard, there's still been no arrest. Of course not. But I guess that's what a $400 billion donation to the Biden campaign will get you. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And when you're in bed laundering money for the CIA, Mm -hmm. who's going to come get you? Yeah. Nobody. So Definitely not the uh, Bohemian authorities. As long as you don't cross the Clintons, you're going to be okay. <laughs> Stay on their good side. Well, let's talk about another person that's been in a little trouble, and that's your old friend, Kanye West. Yes. Kanye West announces his 2024 presidential bid. 
and seems to call for a Christian theocracy. Now, is this going to be another write-in campaign? I don't know. Now, I know you <laughs> voted for him last time. I did. Yes. Uh, this is a Rolling Stone article, so, of course, it's like super long. I'm not going to read mm-hmm. all of it. I'm also sure it's extremely fair and balanced. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, just as mo- on Thursday night, as most of the U.S. was settling into a much-deserved tryptophan coma, Kanye West was taking advantage of being allowed back on Twitter. Oh, my goodness, he's on Twitter. <laughs> how how can we allow this? Elon Musk must be the worst person in the world. I was told Twitter was going to be dead, by, like it would not function by now. And it seems to operate the same for me. Yeah, so far it, it yeah. does. Now, he did say, he like Elon Musk himself said they may go bankrupt by sure. the end of the year. Well, we'll just have to see. That's, that's because you ain't. You've got poor business practices, I guess. You inherited, <laughs> you bought a company that didn't know how to generate revenue. So, hope you get that figured out. Cutting a lot of payroll was a good first move, I would think. You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, how, many, how many was it? How many people they fired? I have no bunch. idea, but it was a bunch. I heard up to fifty percent of whatever was working there. Wow. So, whatever your payroll was is in half now. And he did away with like the lunch program. Sure, yeah, <laughs> no you got to buy your lunch. lunch. <laughs> Well, anyways, he let Kanye back on. How dare he? <laughs> uh, and he was officially announcing his 2024 run for president, scattered among clips of floating orbs with the words Ye24 were more substantial videos, however, hinting at disagreements and unhappiness within the Trump-Kanye camp. This is a weird... <laughs> There's a Trump Kanye yeah. camp. Like imagine <laughs> ten years ago, I was gonna say, you know who's gonna be buddies in 2022? <laughs> Trump and Kanye, and as well as a more more details about who may have attended the inf- infamous Mar-a-Lago dinner earlier this month. Now, I don't know if you know Yeezy. He ate down at Mar-a-Lago, and I think it came out that he had this white supremacist guy with him. Okay. Which is huh. weird. The white supremacist guys hanging out with Kanye. Well, look, I, I, I have no idea who that person is, but yeah. I will say that I think the media is a little liberal about who they, na- they yeah. label no, white you're supremacists. Right. You're right. But to me, if the dude is a white supremacist, mm-hmm. I don't know that a white supremacist would eat dinner with a black guy, right? Well, they certainly, but, they certainly wouldn't back in the 70s. Sure. <laughs> but did they bond over their mutual hatred of Jews? <laughs> And it was like, the enemy of my friend is my friend. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. He's like, we're not so different after all. That's right. (laughs) All right, anyways, the first video he posted, which he captured with the hashtag uh, Ye24, purported to be a -a Mar-a-Lago debrief in which Wes sits in Yeezy's Los Angeles headquarters speaking with far-right crapster Mano, Milo, Milo Yiannopoulos. I, I knew you would know how to say his name. You follow him. <laughs> no, he's the, uh, I, who knows? He's, he's, he was, I think he was one of the first ones to get canceled. Yeah, they canceled him real quick. Yeah, which, yeah. I mean, I think his comments were he had like, uh, what, I don't remember exactly what he said, but he somehow hinted at, cause, you know, he's, he's homosexual. Yeah. And I think he said something about sometimes, you know, boys, in their teenage years, will find like a older, yeah, he, homosexual to kind of mentor them, right? And it, it came across like it, like he was pro pedophilia, yes. So that's what got him, right? Well, yeah. that should get you. That should get you, yeah. yeah. Number one, 
That should get you. No excuses for, for appearing to be pro-pedophilia. Yes. We're all anti-pedophilia. All right? This is an anti-pedophilia podcast right Absolutely. here. Absolutely. On the record, we disavow all pedophilia. Mm-hmm. Okay. No matter uh, who's into it, whether it's Jeffrey Epstein, sure. Bill Clinton, or no. Milo Yiannopoulos, yes, or, we're against it. Or Milo, name I can't pronounce. <laughs> <laughs> He was really good at trolling everybody back when he was on it before he got canceled, though. I just remember yeah. seeing clips of him making everybody mad. So mm-hmm. the video is a wild ride with the rapper slash designer recounting a somewhat contentious dinner with a former president before calling for policies based in the Bible. Here's a quote Trump was most perturbed about me asking him to be my vice president, West began with Milo looking on. I think that was lower on the list of things that caught him off guard, he said. He goes on to describe the conversation the two had at the former Trump's Floridian Resort. Trump is really impressed with Nick Fuentes. Oh, yeah, that's what he said. That's the guy that says a white nationalist. So Nick Fuentes, West said, uh, describing the white nationalist, a white nationalist unite the right protester as a loyalist. Now, Here's my question. I don't know who Nick Fuentes is. Fuentes does not sound like a white last name. I I have no idea who that I is. I hope he's not I hope he's not appropriating my white supremacy culture. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely has a Latin last name. <laughs> That's a joke. I'm not a white supremacist. Uh Tiny is. He voted for Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, clearly I'm white supremacist because I voted for a black guy. That's right. <laughs> uh, I was also behind Larry Elder, <laughs> who, as we all know, is the black face of white supremacy. Sure. Uh, Wes then gets into criticisms. He says he launched at Trump. Uh, quote, my question would be, why, when you had the chance, did you not free the January Sixers? I said, go and get Corey Lewandowski back go and get these people that the media tried to cancel uh, with images of Lewandowski, Karen Giorno, Roger Stone, and Alex Jones flash on the screen. I'm from, uh, I know of the last two. <laughs> I know Roger Stone and I know Alex Jones. <laughs> then Kanye seems to turn on his once powerful friend, criticizing the way he handled this tough talk. Trump West said, tried to intimidate him and tossed in some mean words about his ex, Kim Kardashian, who had fought for clemency for several federal prisoners, including Alice Johnson. And despite the public battle the former couple has had, West did not seem too happy about the words he used to describe her, which he bleeps out in the clip. Yeah, Kanye is still in love with Kim. Mm -hmm. You can't be talking about Kim. (laughs) He don't like that at all. Kanye says he basically gives me this would-be mob-esque kind of story, talking to some kid from south side of Chicago trying to sound mobby or whatever. He goes into this story all about that he went through what he went through to get Alice Johnson out of jail and how he didn't do it for Kim, but he did it for me. But then he goes on to say that Kim is bleep, and you can tell her I said that. I was thinking, like, that's the mother of my children. So possibly the most troubling part of the video comes at the end when Wes seems to call for a Christian theocracy. This is the most troubling part of the video. <laughs> not that he's with a pro-pedophilia guy. <laughs> not that he's with a possible white supremacist. Not that he's with the former president who may have had a hand in a riot at the Capitol. 
pro Christian. <laughs> well, now I'll, I'll admit that as a Christian, I find Kanye talking about a Christian theocracy mildly troubling myself. Sure, no, I would say <laughs> I think that's a little troubling. I wouldn't say it's the most troubling thing I've read so far. Uh, <laughs> so he seems to call for a Christian theocracy in the United States. Quote: Since we know. And all the Christians in America that love Trump know that Trump is a conservative. We're going to demand that you hold all policies directly to the Bible. Huh. That's going to be difficult. Very difficult. (laughs) Very, very difficult. Yeah, I mean, look, I I don't know how much of the New Testament he's read, but the New Testament seems primarily concerned with preaching the gospel. Yeah. Yeah, who Jesus was, what he came to do, what he accomplished. He's coming back again. Yeah. And Christians, this is what you need to do. This is how you need to live your life in anticipation of his return. Yeah. I don't read anywhere in there about it talking about how we need to set up our government. <laughs> no. How our courts need to function. Sure. What our traffic laws need to be. National parks. None of that stuff. <laughs> None of that stuff's in there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we got to hold it all to the standard of the Bible. Yes. Yeah, I don't. In I fact, mean, I've heard a few preachers say that before. <laughs> you know? I mean, in fact, Paul said that you know you need to be subject to the authorities. Sure. Because ultimately, they're put there by God. Yes, they are. You know. Yeah. Now that until their their uh, policies go against biblical policy. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Then there's a, then you need to, what is it, uh, civil disobedience? Yeah, <laughs> yes. right. Now that may get you thrown in a fiery furnace or into a lion's den, but so be it. I mean, it worked out pretty well two other times we know about <laughs> say, that. Maybe you'll die in the fiery furnace. Maybe, maybe there's a fourth man walking. <laughs> maybe God will spare you, and then little kids will be coloring pictures about it like 2,000 sure. years later. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that could happen. Uh, Kanye, he's on one. He's, he's on one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. I don't know that he needs to be running for president right now, but more power to him. He's got enough money if he wants to goof off of that. He seems like he has enough problems that yeah. he needs to get in order. Yeah, let's not take on the problems. Before he trying to fix America's problems. <laughs> let's not start trying to make America great again <laughs> while you still got some issues going on. Let's make Kanye great again. Yeah, that's what we would like. <laughs> yes. That's what we would all like. Because yeah. Kanye... Yeah, I'm certainly not a uh, judge of hip hop music mm-hmm. by any stretch of the imagination, but the things I've listened to by Kanye have all been really good. Mm-hmm. You know, the stuff that because Hudson was huge Kanye fan until Kanye hated the Jews, <laughs> right? And everybody knows a long stand with Israel, and so <laughs> Hudson turned his back on him. But up until then, he would be like, "Hey, listen to this," and it was all pretty good. You mm-hmm. know, it's like, oh, I could see why everybody says he's really awesome. You know. I don't know if he's the greatest ever or anything like that. Have no way to make that determination. But his music is pretty good. And it seems like he's gotten away from that and he's turned into some sort of weirdo that just wants to <laughs> rant about everything. Right. You know? Yeah. And everybody's like, well, he's crazy. I don't know if that's the case. I feel like maybe he just likes to rant about stuff. Yeah. It seems like he's like, like me with a bigger platform. It seems like people are saying he's crazy as a as a way to excuse the things that he's saying. Yeah, right. You yeah. Know? yeah, like sooner or later, we mm-hmm. can't use a crazy excuse. He just is, he just is a little problematic, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah That's just maybe what it is. Well, good for Kanye, I guess. I hope him and Milo and the white supremacist guy <laughs> with a Latin last name. 
<laughs> all get along great. I hope they do very well in this campaign because Trump's running again. Did I hear in there that he asked to be Trump's vice president? No, he pick? asked Trump to be his vice president. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Think about it. <laughs> That's what I like about Kanye is like, he's like, no, you're going to. I know you've been president before, but you're going to be my vice president. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> That's huge. And then he's going to get mad at him for talking about his ex-wife, which I would too, if I'm still in love with her. Because I was sitting here thinking that, uh, like who, like Trump, he has, he's he's come out, he's running 2024. Yeah. Who do you think he'd pick? I mean, he's got plenty of time. Yeah, for his but, vice but president. Who, who's going to run? I mean, sure, he'll find somebody. Yeah. But among politicians, who, who's going? I'm assuming Mike Pence isn't going <laughs> to. I don't think he's going to get asked. <laughs> no, I think he would turn it down if he were asked. Yes, uh, I don't know who he'll get to be as his running mate. There is somebody, you know, because like, I was just there's a thinking, Jeff it, Sessions it, out there that would be right. like, I'm doing this. So Marjorie Taylor Green. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, what's the old other slut in Congress? What's her name? <laughs> Uh, the what uh, Bobert that'll be okay, it. yeah, yeah, that them too. Mm-hmm. Trump, Trump, Bobert 24. Or uh, did I think she ended up losing, but the lady that was running for governor in Arizona, what was her name? Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't, uh, what was her name? Have they finished counting the votes in Arizona yet? <laughs> I think they finally did, and I think which, that, that was wild because, look, I don't live in Arizona. Yeah, I, I don't know. I wasn't really following it other than, like, I think on election night, it was like, oh, Katie was it Hobbs, she's she's going to win. Wild. I don't know. But then, like, the next day, it was like, oh, no, that she's going to win. It kept going back and yeah. forth. Uh, so I, I think no she idea. did lose. Carrie Lake, that's it. That's it. it. Yeah. 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 I, uh. I do know, I think I'm correct in saying this, but fact check me. I think Arizona was the last state in the union to declare a uh, Martin Luther King Jr. holiday. Hmm. They're big time racists out there. Way more racist <laughs> than we are in the I South. I thought that was done federally. No, they. I think each state they had to go state by state. Huh. I think that was a controversy. We pay, played in the Fiesta Bowl out there in the 90s. I want to say 91. Mm-hmm. We lost to Louisville. This may have been 1990. We lost to Louisville 34-7. How do I remember this stuff? <laughs> I don't know. How do you? <laughs> but it was a big controversy then when that was happening, is that they had not declared MLK Day as a holiday. Mm-hmm. You know, and People were like boycotting the state and all that back then. So anyways, we're more progressive in the South. <laughs> I just wanted to say all that to say, and I could have made every bit of that up in my head. Uh-huh. I don't know. Dragons do eat gold. <laughs> no, that might be the case. Yeah. All right, John. Well, my next story here, uh, this comes from CNN. So, you know, <laughs> his truthfulness may vary. <laughs> Fair balance. <laughs> it's your mileage may vary, but rats blamed for eating 500 kilograms of cannabis stored by the Indian police. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Rats in northern India have been accused of eating hundreds of kilograms of cannabis seized from drug dealers and stored in police warehouses. Rats are small animals, and they aren't scared of the police, noted a court in the city of Mathura, Uttar Pradesh, after hearing the local police were unable to furnish almost 200 kilograms of confiscated cannabis that was supposed to be used as evidence in a recent case. How about if you were the drug dealer and then... (laughs) 
they don't have any evidence against you sure. because the rats you're got all, it. <laughs> I did the conversion. It's 1,100 pounds of weed. Okay. 1,100 pounds of weed. That's, that's a, a lot, lot of, of grass. That's a whole lot of grass. It's like bales of grass. Yeah, right. Court documents said that police had been asked to provide 386 kilograms of cannabis, but the prosecution flagged to the court that more than 700 kilos of marijuana stored in various stations across Mathura could be impacted by the rat infestation. Wow. Uh, and this was allegedly not the first time that the rats had struck. The judge hearing the case cited police as blaming the rodents for destroying a total of more than 500 kilograms of cannabis that had been seized in various cases and stored at the city's Shergoth and Highway Police Station. The court then laid down guidelines for the police to auction or dispose of the cannabis. Who are they auctioning it to? I don't know. <laughs> That's a very good point. <laughs> Uh, quote, there's a rat menace in almost all police stations, hence necessary arrangements need to be made to safeguard the cannabis that has been confiscated, the court document said. However, accounts regarding the exact sequence of events that followed the rat's alleged consumption of the cannabis appear to be a little hazy. <laughs> Speaking after the court case, police superintendent Martin Prakash Singh Singh told CNN that the cannabis had been destroyed by rains and flooding and not by rats. So, uh-oh. Oh. Changing your story. Well, <laughs> what is it? <laughs> that's what all I think. I, it sounds to me like a bunch of officers are just smoking dope and then they're <laughs> blaming it on the rats. I mean, if it was destroyed by rains and flooding, it's yeah. unless the flood carried it away somewhere, it may be ruined. It's sure. still there, yeah, right? It should be there. Just yeah. a little waterlogged, maybe moldy. <laughs> yes. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you just tell the judge, look, the... The defendant would have never sold it like this. Right. This has happened after all yeah, the rains this happened came. after our yeah. floods. After the rain came down and washed the weed out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was no reference to rats in the report submitted to the court. The police only mentioned that the seized cannabis was destroyed by rains and flooding, he said. If the rats are guilty as charged, they might now be taking things easy. A 2016 study by the University of British Columbia found the main psychoactive ingredient in marijuana made lab rats lazy. Researchers trained 29 rats to perform an experiment in which the rodents had to choose between a simple or a more difficult task to earn treats. The rats typically chose the harder and more rewarding task, but after being given weed, they picked the easier task. Sure. So, yeah. Sounds I don't know what right. all that has to do with like the rats that are eating the the weed in India, but I'm with you. Like, stay woke on this. It sounds sure. to me like this is just this is a cops. It's getting used. If, sure. if not used by the cops, it's getting it is it, somehow it's finding its its way into hands right. of other people who are putting it to other uses besides well, sitting in a warehouse. Have we not explored getting a few house cats for the police station and letting them take care of the rat problem. Well, what are, what are house cats going to do as far as rains and flooding are concerned? Well, no, they'll handle, they'll handle the rats though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I would think that would be step number one is let's deputize some cats. Here's my question. Do rats really, 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 like marijuana enough to go to a warehouse of marijuana and eat that rather than go into like a dumpster. Yeah, and find or, some food. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't know. I um, don't know. Rats will eat some weird stuff, though. I'm sure they yeah. will. 
It's cr- like they chew through electrical wires and everything for some reason. And, you know. That just sounds like an awful lot of weed to one day just fling open the huge barn doors right. of the police warehouse. <laughs> yeah, like and this one thing. Rats ate it all. They ate 1,100 pounds of it's it. It's all gone. <laughs> we were just here last week. <laughs> Sorry, it appears that the rats got it. <laughs> yeah. Like, the deputy Cheech and Chong over there, like, <laughs> no, when we showed up, sir, it was like, the rats were everywhere, all the weeds gone, man. And then the one officer is like, rains and flooding, man. It's like, no. <laughs> right. No, we're going to no, get our rats. stories. <laughs> <laughs> well, these rats are about to be super excited, Tiny. <laughs> okay. Because genetically modified tobacco plant produces cocaine in its leaves. Oh, wow. That sounds like, uh, man, that's more bang for the buck. Look, smoking's never been cooler <laughs> than it's about to become. <laughs> uh, the complex bio, this is like an actual scientific journal okay. article. It's not going to be very fun to read. The complex biochemistry that sees coca plants make cocaine has been unpicked and replicated in the relative in a relative of the, the of the tobacco plant recreating the process by modifying other plants or microorganisms could lead to a way to manufacture the stimulant or produce chemically similar similar compounds with unique properties biochemists chemists have tried to map out how cocaine is made by the coca plant for more than a century both because of its unique structure and for its uses in medicine. Oh, man, you know what? What? They won't let me read until the rest of it without subscribing to New Scientist. Well, hey, you know what? Tobacco, never been more addictive. (laughs) Sure. I was going to say, big tobacco was behind the study. You know they were. They were like, look, cigarette sales are down, y'all. All the kids are vaping. I need y'all to get cocaine in my cigarettes. <laughs> Figure it out, scientists. Uh, okay, and this is something that just kind of passed through my mind. Like, I, I, I'm not a scientist. I know this is a yeah. shocker to the audience. I'm not a scientist. I've never participated in scientific studies or crunched any numbers or you put on a lab coat, any of that stuff. Right. But to think that somewhere there is a group of scientists trained probably have all kinds of, you know, education. Yeah. All sorts of degrees. They're in a room trying to figure out how to put cocaine in tobacco. Sure. Like right. Who's paying for this? The CIA. <laughs> Could be the cartel for real. To think that there's a group of scientists and they're like, "Okay, well now we could work on cancer research." Sure. Or, or we, can, we can get cocaine and tobacco. Let's let's you know what would be fun, guys. <laughs> I know breast cancer is a problem, but you know what would be real fun? Let's play with cocaine for a while. <laughs> let's just try it out, just see what it's like. Man, maybe we can get it in tobacco. I don't know. Let's just try. This is an idea two scientists came up with while doing blow one night. You know, yeah. what we should do is try to map it out. Yeah, that's the way it goes. One of them is like, look, cancer will always be there. Sure. 
We can always study cancer. Do you think Big Pharma is going to let us cure cancer? <laughs> but if we can us- find something to get more people addicted, Big Pharma will pay us a lot of money. <laughs> Big Pharma is going to pay us way more sure. if we can get cocaine and cigarettes. That's exactly right. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think uh, apparently it's been pretty hard to figure out if they've been studying for hundreds of years, how cocaine is actually formulated in a coca plant. So this has probably been a problem they've tried to figure out for forever. Mm -hmm. And then they stumbled upon, uh, oh, this is how it works. Let's see if we can do it in another plant. And now they've got it in that. I can't wait for all the advancements of like cocaine t-shirts made with (laughs) cocaine cotton. (laughs) All kind of different uses, cocaine corn. Cocaine popcorn. Cocaine popcorn. <laughs> that might be the best. Talk about turning a movie experience around. <laughs> oh, man. Dude snacking on that. Just snack-sized popcorn. He's not going to miss not one no, detail. Eyes <laughs> wide open, filled in, having a conversation during the middle of everything. Yeah, he's done yeah. figured out who the killer was. Sure. Like the second act. <laughs> the beginning of the second act. He's like super paranoid. <laughs> Yeah. All right, John. What would you think if your boss came in your office and said, uh, John, we're going to give you half your paycheck and the rest of it we're going to give you in Spiller gift cards? <laughs> I don't I don't think I would be excited. I would be excited about, let me say this, Spiller furniture has high quality <laughs> furniture. So I would be excited about the opportunity to own more high quality items, but I also need the cash in hand to pay bills. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Well, this next headline, uh, Dayton Boots owes workers nearly $500,000 for wages that were paid out in company gift cards, Tribunal confirms. Huh. In 2020, two people complained that Dayton Boots was deducting 50% of their wages and then issuing them gift cards instead. The Employment Standards Tribunal has dismissed has dismissed an application from Vancouver's Dayton Boots Company to reconsider a decision that found the company owes close to half a million dollars in wages to workers that had been previously compensated with Dayton Boots store gift cards. So this isn't like a Visa gift card that you can use yeah. anywhere. This is you <laughs> this have is to use the- it at the company store. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Golly. And it's just boots. Yeah. I mean, do they sell, I don't know, rice aroni at the company store? <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, you only eat so many shoes. If I remember correctly, Dayton is a Canadian boot company. It is. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So I was going to say it, you can't buy health care at the company store, but maybe you can in Canada. I don't know how that works. Uh, they don't buy healthcare, do they? No, they don't. It's all paid for. They get it on a gift card, I think. Uh, the case began in October 2020 when two individuals filed confidential complaints with the BC Employment Standards Branch, alleging Dayton Boots was deducting 50% of employee wages and then making up for the deductions with the gift cards. An investigation looked at employment records provided by Dayton Boots and found wage statements starting in June 2020 that showed paid deductions labeled as, quote, other deduction, and then, quote, Dayton card, and finally, Dayton gift card. According to Tribunal Documents company owner Eric Hutchingame initially explained that Dayton Boots employees are required to wear the store's products when at work. 
So Dayton Boots developed a way for the employer to pay for the cost of the employee's clothing by incorporating it into their pay structure. So anyway, he said the employer pay for the cost of the stuff by incorporating it into yes. their pay structure by taking their wages. Clever. Yes, <laughs> taking the employee's <laughs> wages and allowing them to purchase it from them. The company also claimed employees had agreed verbally to be paid six hundred per, per week in salary, and then another six hundred per week in a merchandise credit. God, so there's a verbal agreement. Like you don't even have the. He's like, yeah, he didn't get him a sign. No, they said they said that. Was Everybody cool. said it was cool. <laughs> I sent out an email. Nobody replied. No. <laughs> Why would they not love Dayton boots? Sure, they're <laughs> working here. <laughs> they're the best boots ever. They have to wear them while they're at work. Uh, over the course of the investigation and subsequent appeal, the company also argued that the gift cards were never meant to be wages and the gift cards were paid on top of salary, that the wage statements were erroneous and employees were never meant to receive the gross amount stated and that it would be unreasonable to require Dayton Boots to pay the amount shown as deducted as many employees did not work a full 40 hours in a week, according to documents. A determination by an EST delegate found that Dayton Boots and Hutching Game said they breached several sections of the Employee Standards Act, including Section 20, which requires wages to be paid in Canadian currency, in Section 21, which says employers can't withhold, deduct, or require payment of any part of the employee's wages for any purpose. This is a pretty long article. It goes on down. But uh, basically, they're going to have to pay it back. And yeah. I mean... Probably some penalties. <laughs> and John thinks that this is a horrible thing because he's all for big, giant companies requiring their employees to spend money at the company stores. I, I am he's not. Good for, it's good for business. I am not. <laughs> Uh, the only way I could think this dude, he would have any kind of argument is mm -hmm. saying, all right, we provided the funds, right? We gave $600 or whatever to them on this gift card. But since it was a gift, we listed it on their pay stub because there's a tax implication or whatever. You right. Know? But it wasn't part of their wages. Mm -hmm. That's the only way that he's on the up and up for this, right? And it's yeah, just and that's, some, it sounds like that's what he was arguing. Yeah, and then some dumb employees like, like no, yeah, some some employee, they're always ratted him out. They're always creating headaches. <laughs> that's a joke. <laughs> was like, oh, I should have been paid this 600 in cash or whatever. Well, he says right here in the article that those employees said that was cool. Yeah, right. And verbally agreed to it. I'm sure he was like, look, we're going to give y'all 600 bucks. Y'all buy all the Dayton's. That's a week's worth of Dayton clothes. So y'all can come <laughs> yeah. in every day in them. And we're just going to foot the bill on that. But you may have to pay taxes. And then a couple of employees got together and be like, this is wrong. You owe us money. <laughs> yeah. And now he's got this whole big old headache. From trying to do what all big corporations do, <laughs> and that's take care of their people. All right? Treat them the best they can. We would never do something like that. I will. It's not a bad idea, though, if you could go and go, all right, Tiny, how about, you know, if you want some tires, we'll just take them out of your check or whatever. You well, know, now instead of you having to come out of pocket and buy, I will it. say we do get I think a thirty percent rebate on, on two sets a year. Two sets, and, and that is a benefit. But, yeah, but it's not like they're docking my pay. Yeah, it's like, like what if instead of you having to go down me and tires pay that, anyway, yeah. they just took it out of your check. You know, 
Well, you used well, to could do that, but and I'd also like to say that uh, at no point has anyone came up and said. Now, most everybody in the company, unless you just buy a car that has another set on there, we 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 drive on company tires because yeah. we get a thirty percent rebate. Sure, but no one's ever come up and been like, "Hey, you uh, you need to change your tires." Nobody's been like, "Look, <laughs> yeah. I see that set, uh, you know, uh, whatever." Uh, I can't think of a fire fire what are those? Firestone Firestones. Yeah. Those are one of the ones that were blowing up all over the place back in the early two thousands. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Are they even still in business? Uh, I well, I don't know. I do know that that plant that made those tires is is not not around it's anymore. Done. But I think Firestone. I think some we'll, other company bought the name. Sure. So we'll shut down the plant that's sending out the blowing up tires. <laughs> that's our bad guys. Yeah. I bet you they were unionized. Probably union workers not doing their job because all them tires are blow up. I look. I do not know if this is true. Okay. <laughs> So y'all fact check me. I, I, I do not know if this is true, but I heard a rumor that that plant was unionized and they were on strike oh. and the company brought in a bunch of scab workers. That's exactly what and a you, union would say. <laughs> then you wound up with a bunch of people dying in car accidents. That's exactly what a union would say. <laughs> so look, y'all can research this for yourself. I, ha- sure. I have no idea. I would say... To the people who own union plants, explore monkey slave labor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, well, let's stay. I, one more story. Real oh, quick. sure. I will say this. This was, God, this was 20 years ago. I got a job. I think I had, I had a job for about a year as a security guard. Yeah. And the company I got a job with, they provided your uniform, but you had to buy it. Yeah. You know, so they basically they just docked your check. Yeah. But then, like a year later, when I worked out my two week notice, they wanted those back. Ah. And I remember I kept my jacket because I yeah. was like, I paid for that jacket. Sure. I'm not giving it back unless yeah. y'all want to write me a, some yeah, money like, that yeah, I like, paid y'all for it. I'm keeping it. Yeah. So I would have kept it too, mm-hmm. especially if they made me buy it. Well, yeah. This is mine now. Yeah. They made me buy it. Yeah. If you want it back, I'll sell it to you. You'd be showing up at concerts <laughs> in it and stuff like you're working. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> I think I still have my shirt, but I don't know what happened to my jacket. Huh. I remember here, I don't know, maybe about 12 years ago, I wore it on like Halloween one year. Okay. <laughs> All right, well, let's stay in Canada for my last story. All right. A B.C. Supreme Court judge in Kamloops has canceled a marriage annulment after concluding that the woman who appeared before him to consent to the order was an imposter. A ruling in the ruling, he said, was necessary in part to prevent a miscarriage of justice. Justice Dennis Horry last week set aside an order he granted set aside an order where he granted uh, an application by two people who identified themselves via remote audio connection as Warren and Gina Zant. According to the decision to the decision the real Gina Zant became distraught when she was told about the annulment which would have meant the loss of her interest in her ex-husband's pension plan. Oh, so she's after that pension. Mm. So he's wanting to get a divorce or get his marriage annulled, 
wife wanted part of that pension. He's like, guess what? I'm just going to, we got to do this on Zoom because the trucker convoy didn't work out like we wanted it to. <laughs> I'm just going to get somebody to say they're you. Right. Uh-huh. His new girlfriend. I bet you is who it was. That old hussy. A home wrecker. Brilliant. Yes. I commend I commend him. <laughs> I am unable to determine on the basis of the evidence before me who actually appeared at the annulment application uh, representing herself as Gina Elizabeth Zant. However, I'm satisfied that whoever attended by telephone on that date was an imposter, Horry wrote. Uh, I'm satisfied that we're... An imposter appears at an application representing themselves as a party without the consent of the actual party. There is sufficient grounds to set aside the orders made at the application. Horry's ruling follows an unusual set of circumstances that saw the judge reject most, if not all, of Warren Zant's representations to the court, not least of which was a claim Zant himself was mentally incompetent. So he's just trying to get out of this thing mm-hmm. however he could. <laughs> right. Uh, While keeping his money. Sounds like Gene is a real piece of work, to be honest with you. <laughs> if he's trying this hard to get out. Uh, according to the decision, Warren Zant married the real Gina Zant in a tropical in the tropical Cook Islands on November 27th of 1999. Probably weren't married in a church. That's why this marriage is going downhill. It's been a you steady think they got premarital counseling? They didn't have any premarital counseling, <laughs> I guarantee you. <laughs> um, they split nearly two decades later, filing a separation agreement in which they agreed Gina would receive survivor benefits under Warren Zant's operating engineer's pension plan. Um, the current set of proceedings was set in motion last year when Warren applied to the court for an order annulling the marriage and removing Gina from being that beneficiary. Um, The application included correspondence from the Cook Islands stating that the marriage was null and void. A document bearing the signature Gina E. Zant was also filed with the court consenting to the orders Warren Zant was seeking. I was fully aware that our marriage in the Cook Islands was not legally binding, the document reads. Based on that information and the assurances of the two people who appeared by telephone as Warren and Gina, Horry granted the annulment, as well as the order ending Gina Zant's right to be Warren Zant's pension beneficiary. And then she found out about all of Mm -hmm. it. She went nuts. I'm not reading the rest of this article because it's like 18 pages long. (laughs) Uh, It's longer than the Rolling Stone article. Come on, Canada. Let's get some brevity here. (laughs) Anyways, so the judge is like, well, this isn't you. This isn't your signature. Clearly, someone Warren here was pulling a goof on you. And so he's Should like, have hired a better imposter. Yeah. Or, I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe don't marry somebody crazy. I don't know. I don't know how you get out of all of this. Because they apparently were married for a while. Yeah, I don't think there is a way. Uh, I mean, like you could have your bride-to-be sign a prenup. Sure. But- I mean, at, if you do that, are you, is the part of me thinks you're almost expecting to fail sure. from the outside, well, from the outset, you know? I could understand if you and your family, say the Sullivans, were rich land barons with a lot of property <laughs> and money. And, we're actually poor land barons, yeah, right. just so you know. <laughs> Assets and everything else. I could understand you getting a prenup then. 
Uh Because you're like, all right, lady, you're coming into our family. You're not leaving with half of the stuff that my father and his father built and all that. But like Deidre and I, who are just broke kids who got married, nothing like that ever occurred Mm -hmm. to us. Of course, we were like, we're going to be married forever. Because like I told her, if you decide to leave me, I will kill you. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Like, listen here, lady, I I will kill you if you try to leave me. But yeah, so there's no need for it. I'm sure that's how most people are. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, we're just broke. We ain't got nothing. And then one of you makes it big. And then and, wants out. Yeah. Because now you can do right. better. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. <laughs> well, like, what if Tara one day is like, well, I'm leaving and I'm taking half of your union pension, Tiny. You're going to be like, that. I worked all that time for mm-hmm. all of that. Do you know? But that's how it goes when you get divorced, at least in the United States. Yeah, what do you do? I mean... I mean, to me, if Deidre... Just take all that money out of the bank, set it on fire, and poison yourself? <laughs> There's a lot of... Uh, a lot of men have sold a boat to their friend for like $5 and <laughs> right. all that when they saw the writing <laughs> yeah. on the wall. Yeah. There's been a lot of that happening. <laughs> but, uh, you know, to me, if Dieter decided to divorce me, you know, I would just be like, all right, well, let's divide everything equally. Mm-hmm. You know, let's figure out the kid situation. I will walk away because I'm confident enough in myself that I won't be broke for forever. Mm-hmm. You know, but, you know, I could see people getting really testy about that. Now, if, if Deidre was leaving me for something that she did, you know, like if I caught her running around on me or something, mm-hmm. I would be less likely to want her to have half of it, even if she was right. legally entitled to it. Mm hmm. Of course, the day she leaves me, the day I get ultimate freedom. And And one thing you do not want is John with ultimate freedom. (laughs) No, that's going to be the worst thing for everyone. We will turn a new podcast segment into what is John arrested for this week? (laughs) Coming to you live from the county jail. (laughs) My one phone call each week is a collect call into the podcast. <laughs> and like every now and again, like this voice pops up. You have 10 minutes. Yes, right. <laughs> you hear people in the background getting mad. <laughs> Which, by the way, a guy I graduated high school with sent me a friend request on Facebook this yeah. week. 100% he is in state prison and it somehow has a cell phone <laughs> and access to the internet. And he has a Facebook page now. He like posts himself standing in front of his bunk beds. <laughs> it's been great. That's awesome. Sure. You yeah. know, it's uh I was listening to a podcast a couple weeks ago with uh Martin Shrelly was on okay. the former bro. Yeah. And he was talking about prison. Yeah. And so somebody asked him, was like, Well, how do y'all get all that stuff in prison? And of course he said he made the joke, you know, people smuggle it in their rear. But yeah. he said, really. The majority of prison contraband is actually comes from guards. Yeah, right. You know. No, I got some stories about that. Maybe we'll talk about it in the Patreon because nice. I don't want to expose anybody. <laughs> but first, we got to talk about our good friends at Cajun Curl. We want to thank our sponsor, world famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, for their support. Check them out at CajunCurl.com, where you can order the spice right there on their website. It was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, and it's a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. 
Cajun Curl Bayou Blend of Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, and anything else you can think of putting it on. Cajun Curl Bayou Blend of Spice on anything will change your life. On the website, CajunCurl.com, you can order the original Bayou Blend of Spice right there, and you will also find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can also locate your nearest retailer or order your own right there on their website. And if your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blend of Spice, ask them to start stocking it now. Here locally, it's available at Vowles Fresh Market on Skyland Boulevard, South's Finest Meats, Mark's Mart in downtown Northport, and the Piggly Wiggly on Lurling Wallace in Northport, and the Piggly Wiggly on Lurling Wallace, or on 69 South in Taylorville. All of their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, low salt, and has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. World famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Check them out on CajunCurl.com and use our promo code EOP10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. That's right. All right. Since it's been so soon since we've uh, recorded, we yeah. don't have any... Any other questions? We don't have any questions. We don't have any voicemails. Okay. So... I hadn't told Dieter the episode is up yet. I hadn't mm-hmm. listened to it either. Yeah, it but. didn't go up until yesterday, which right. as of the time of people listening to this podcast will be a few days. Yeah, right. But yeah, it didn't because uh, Thanksgiving was crazy. Sure. Black Friday was crazy because that was Thanksgiving with the in-laws. Yeah. And then there was... It went up... I feel like I did pretty good because it went up shortly after the Iron Bowl. I finally well, I buckled down and got it out. So no, I, I don't think it's any fault of you, but Dieter's all she's still embarrassed or what everybody. <laughs> I would like to have another Ask Dieter Questions segment where everybody just rags on how bad the previous <laughs> one was. <laughs> I will say I was impressed with your iPhone, but you got the new one, the fourteen. Yeah. I was impressed with its uh, Sound audio quality. quality. Yeah, there we go. We sat real close together and just put it right. In, I held it right in between our mouths, mm-hmm. you know, kinda. And then I tried to get a little sugar off of her, and she said my breast stunk. <laughs> so whatever. <laughs> Thanks for participating and ask Deidre's questions for those of you that are in the Discord. If you're yes. not, join up. Yes, and because next week, yeah, it's going to be Ask Terror questions. It's going right? to be Ask Terror questions. Yes, that should be awesome. It's it's going to be awesome for everyone but me. <laughs> it just depends on the questions that are get asked. You have to remind her, as I did Deidre several times. Like, look, I don't. This yes. is not me. I'm reading what they ask. The rules are you just have to answer them truthfully. Mm-hmm. You know, and so then you can lay all the blame on everybody else. Mm-hmm. No, there you go. Uh, I guess we don't have any phone calls either, right? No, we don't. Wow. Wow. We're pretty boring without the <laughs> audience's participation. We can take this time to just talk about whatever we want what, to talk about. Do we want to read the PETA email again? <laughs> I'm still blown away that somebody from PETA listened to our podcast. Yeah. That's wild that they had to do that. Huh, yeah. I wonder if there's some boss that just scours the internet and then they're like, find some low level employee like Lauren, go listen to Earth Oddity Podcast. I've been meaning to to respond to that email yeah. and just tell them, just let them know, hey, we read your uh, yeah, read correction and, and yeah. we we, uh, we read your email on our show. Yeah. And thanks for, for reaching thanks out. Thanks for reaching out. If you ever come to Alabama, we'll take you out for some barbecue. <laughs> 
<laughs> take you out for the impossible burger. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I, this is just my theory. I have, I think they maybe have a Google alert set up for certain things. Yeah. And then, you know, if they get a podcast or something, they, like you said, they have a volunteer go listen to it. Yeah. And, well, and report back what was said and then they respond. I think we should befriend Lauren. Like she should be our PETA contact. Hey, can we reach out to you anytime we have PETA related questions mm-hmm. or whatever? Like, will you be willing to come and protest naked while we do our podcast? <laughs> <laughs> On John's new OnlyFans. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's me and you. This recording like normal. She's just standing right there, just butt naked, holding up a sign that says like meat is murder or something. No, she has it painted in body oh, paint. Sure. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> we're just standing here. Or we're just recording like normal. Yeah. That'd be awesome. That'd be funny. I'm I'm trying my best not to look. John has a pair of sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> Big old Burt Reynolds aviators. <laughs> Mirrored sunglasses. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, we should just make her our PETA friend. <laughs> yeah. And we'll be friends with I don't have anything against the PETA people, really. Uh, they get a lot of hate. But mm-hmm. to me, I'm like, well, they're convicted about what they believe. Right. That's never a bad thing. And I think a uh, large majority, probably, of what they believe, I would agree with them, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I don't want animals to be mistreated or anything like that. That's not what I'm for. And I was just thinking, what if uh, we had like a debate and she's reading off all these stats about animals being mistreated? Yeah. And then it comes to my response and I'm like, yeah, but they're animals and they taste good. <laughs> <laughs> That's my only response. <laughs> like, have you ever had a hot dog? <laughs> yeah. They are delicious. <laughs> Yeah, like I wouldn't have it. I would be like, you're right. Everything she would say, I'd be like, you're yeah. right. And, but I just don't have enough conscience to not eat at McDonald's mm-hmm. or whatever. You right. know? I know they probably do unethical stuff to animals. Sorry. I enjoy eating, though. Mm-hmm. But that's how most people are about everything in their life. You know, we, in fact, I read a book. I probably talked about it. I read a book one time that talked a lot about how, you know, we have this moral, we pretend we're morally superior to, you know, every other culture in the world, but we depend on products that are made with slave labor. We never even think about any of that. We willingly Mm -hmm. engage in it, even when we are aware of it, you know, and are we any better than anybody else? Which I would say, no, we're not. I mean, I think it's pretty clear that we're not great people. So. Well, and we've talked about that on the show. Like, what? How would how would we even get to a point where we can? You see what I'm saying? Yeah, like, like so much stuff. Like, like the iPhone that sure. we're using. At some point, there were materials dug out of the earth. Yeah, but like a kid. by children. Yeah, in like rags. I mean, yeah, how, how do we get to a point where we could even live a life where that's where that doesn't. Well, happen com- in some way. Communism's the only answer. <laughs> well, I was going to say my hope would be that at some point, capitalism would, yeah, would provide an escape sure. for certain well, those, people. What those little kids need to do, Tiny, is unionize. <laughs> they need to unionize. Say, so we're not going to dig any more minerals out That's of the right. earth. We need to negotiate a contract, yeah. and then we'll go back to digging. Yeah. <laughs> but kids, they... They're great miners. They're small. 
They can work <laughs> long. They have a lot of energy. And they minor play, miners. Yeah, they play Minecraft every day now. They yearn for the mines. <laughs> the kids, the the, yeah. the underground lifestyle calls them. Yeah. You know, it's what they're for. We've all seen that scene in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom where they're setting all the kids free. Yeah. But if you just strap a MetaQuest Pro on their face, it's like they'd be headed right back. <laughs> they go right back in there. <laughs> they love it. We, we've we done our kids a disservice by not making them work. So, Which Hudson's working for me now mm-hmm. at the furniture. He's cleaning toilets and picking up trash and all that. All right. That's been real fun. I was... He got mad at me the other day because I was giving him a hard time because he didn't do a good job sweeping, mm-hmm. you know? And I was like, look, man, I'm not taking it any easier on you than I would anybody else. It's like, I can't. You're my kid. I can't let people think I'm playing favorites here. It's like, you got to do it 100% correct every time. And mm-hmm. he's like, that's a lot of pressure, Dad. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's just how it is, bud. Welcome to life. I was like, we got to perform around here, yeah. all right? Be good or be gone, so... We'll see how it works out. Hmm. I could destroy a relationship with my son because <laughs> I've given him a hard time. Well, one thing that we could definitely do during this time of the show is we could thank our patrons. Oh, yeah. We definitely. thank all of you so much. We would like to thank those who donate at the 10 or above tier by name. <clears throat> and those individuals are Mr. Daniel Hedrick, Mr. James White, Ms. Angela Pinto, Ms. Sherry Heron, Mr. Chris Payne, Mr. Derek Reeves, Mr. Hank Hernandez, Ms. Jane Updegraff, Ms. Jacqueline B., Mr. Josh Dodd, Mr. Shane White, Ms. Sharon Craig, Shiny Disco Balls, yeah. The Driver, Mr. Todd Glover, Mr. Tyler Bond, and Mr. Mike Wilcox, a.k.a. McWill. Seriously, guys, we thank you all so much. If you would like to become a patron, you can head on over to patreon.com slash earthoddity. We have a few tiers, but the $5 tier gets you the extended show Best. that's like a whole nother yeah. show after this one. We're almost to our goal. We just need a few more people to just sign up. Just a few up. more. Just a few more. We're almost <laughs> to our goal. Join today. Just put us over the hump. You could be the one that gets video to this podcast if you join today. Yes. Think about what a hero you would be to the rest of the world. <laughs> We'd put like a little... Uh, Brought to you by this <laughs> this video service. Brought to you by you know Sharon Johnson. Of well, Spokane, Wisconsin. In the Discord server, we'll give your name like a certain color that nobody else has. Oh, I like that idea. <laughs> I like that idea. Yeah, we'll give you Billy Mitchell's profile picture. <laughs> that is patreon.com slash earth oddity. Extend your oddity. Speaking of extensions, what do we got coming up in the extension today? I got a McDonald's story. We're going to talk about McDonald's. All right. I have a story about a nude beach in Australia. Okay. Big fan of those. And maybe we'll share some prison stories. Oh, yeah, that's right. We're going to talk about prison. I'd already forgotten about that. (laughs) Yes. You got anything else? Um, No, I don't. All right. You've been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us, no matter where you get us, whether you get us from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, we're on them all. If you would like to write into the show, we are earthoddity at planetmail.net. If you would like to tweet at us, we are at underscore earthoddity on Twitter, at least for now, until it goes bankrupt. (laughs) (laughs) If you would like to check out our show art, that is underscore earthoddity on Instagram. 
We have a Discord server, link in the show notes, and we also have a phone number that you can call or text. What's that phone number? That's 662-493-2059. 662-493-2059. We hope everybody out there has an excellent week. Earth Oddity for the Fringe Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening. Hello, patrons. So, prison. <laughs> what have prison. you heard about prison? Well, I had a friend who got arrested. He stole a firearm. That'll, so, that'll get you in prison. I'll tell you the story. And...